You're listening to local programming produced in KUNV Studios. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. You're listening to Rebel Radio with your host, Malika Bella. Lyrics locals love on the Rebel HD2. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. I'm your host, Malika Bella, here with our very first guest, Tana Marie. (laughs) Do my own ear (laughs) Yes. So before we get into intros and stuff like that, I do want to play a game, right, to get our creative juices flowing, see what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's just a quick word association, right? Um, I'm going to say like a word or a phrase, and then you do that that call and response. You say whatever comes to mind. Okay. Instinctively. There's no right or wrong answers (laughs) This mind is crazy. You sure? (laughs) (laughs) Just go for it. Go for it. So there's like five or so words. Okay. I mean, we could go on forever, but I'll limit myself here. Um, First one, Vegas. Golden Knights. (laughs) Motivation. Myself. Fear. Worthy, unworthy came up. I don't know why, but. Regret. Don't have it. Happiness. Working on it. <laughs> Music. Life. I was, supposed to, I was supposed to keep these at one word, but I couldn't. I was like. <laughs> no, no. Like word or phrase, whatever comes to mind. As long as it's not a novel, we're good. We're good. So we'll come back to those. Okay. right? And hopefully they'll, I don't know, seamlessly make their way into like themes throughout this episode. But who is Tana Marie? Uh, you know, I'm constantly searching for that. <laughs> who is Tana Marie? Um, Tana Marie is a musician, an artist, um, a lover, a very vocal. Uh, what should I? How should I put this? Observant person who's not afraid um, to say how she feels. I'm a mother. Um, a healer to some. And, uh, yeah, I think it just overall just artists in all sense of the form. Yeah. And I can attest to that from what I've seen, <laughs> seen and heard. Just, oh, my goodness, I am obsessed. Obsessed is an understatement. <laughs> Trust me, right now you're like, oh, she's she's a little cool. But then afterwards you're going to be like, this girl got to, like, give me some space. It's okay. <laughs> So with all of those words, even with like healer and artist and everything, I think that they they all intertwine to who you are as a person. But I think they intertwine not only unique to you, they intertwine together. Right? Yeah. Could be like as a healer, what art do you use to, you know, express yourself and maybe yeah. heal yourself, but also healing others because they can get their own connotations through your work and it can mean something entirely different but still help them through something in their life. Yeah. So I think that's the beauty of music and beauty of art in general. It is. Healing others, I feel like helping others in general is always easier than helping yourself. And my music is the one way I help myself that I've been consistent with. Um, It's like the one way that I found, the one thing that I found besides like painting and things like that. But like music really helps me get out words and things that I'm feeling in a way that's healthier. Um, And I don't know, it always comes back to music and poetry or lyricism in general. Yeah. Just really a way to process things and be like, 
yeah. does this look? <laughs> how does this feel in this moment? Yes, because at uh, the, I feel like you're con- we're constantly growing, right? We're constantly changing. Uh, so my music is constantly changing. Like I do different mm-hmm. things based on what I feel in that moment. And I feel like as I grow and find myself in different ways, um, you know, you go through those pits and those road bumps of something really happening or really bad happening. (laughs) I'm trying to censor myself, y'all. When you have something that like happens that is not ideal and it forces you to have to like look inward when someone else hurts you, it forces you to look at yourself, too. Like you. Why? Why does that hurt you so much? Like taking accountability, all those things. It can be hard, um, but like it makes you constantly have to change. And with that, my music has grown and changed and even my voice in general. Um, So it's been fun. It's been fun changing and growing and seeing how my music like reflects that. Yeah. And I think that you're one of the few to actually, at least in my experience, right? Um, As an artist, one of the few to be upfront about that, because a lot of times people try to put themselves in a box or maybe... Other people put them in a box that they're like, okay, this is my sound. This is what I'm going to own. I'm going to perfect this. And that can go in like literally for like lyrics or genre or their style or all of the above. Um, So I'm interested in, I kind of know the answer, but I'm interested in, you know, what do you think of your personal sound and your genres and everything that you've been going through throughout the years? Like what is your sound now? Oof. I think it's been so consistent. I've had a few interviews where they asked me that. And it's it's funny because it still hasn't changed. I'm like, I don't know that I have a sound. Like, if anything, it's the sound of sincerity. Everything that's in my lyrics is true to what I'm feeling in that moment. It's true to myself, whether it's being very vulnerable or very goofy or fun or whatever it is in that moment. It's very true to me in that moment. Um and I'm sure everyone feels that way about their music, but I I tend to be more, I guess, in the realm of R&B soul. But I mean, I, when I write, I write stuff for country. I write stuff for pop. I write everything. And sometimes there's things where I'm like, I don't know if this song is even really for me or if I should write this for someone else. But I love music so much and so many different types of um, genres of music that I feel like my music doesn't really have a particular sound. I don't know. I'm I'm working I'm working on trying to really like hone in what is my sound, but I don't know. You could hear a rock song from me in a week and it'd still be yeah. like, yeah, that's still Tana. Like I don't know <laughs> why, but it's like and this isn't to like boast but like or like hype myself up, but it's like whatever genre I try to do, because the lyrics are still coming from me and the sound is still very me, it's me. Even if I do like rock or this or that and I don't know. I just feel like I don't have a box to be put in. And I hate boxes. I hate I being, uh, but I have a whole poem about that. Uh, but that person would not like me to do that. Um, but yeah, I really very much don't uh, have a genre. I don't think if someone had to put me in one, I would say it's R&B soul. Okay. Yeah. And I 100% love that you don't want to put yourself in a box. Um, because sometimes people do that unintentionally, yeah. too. And then years later, you're like, oh, man, I've been in this like this whole time. Why did I do that to myself kind of thing? But what I really love about it as a fan, right? From the other side, the that other word is so crazy. Sorry, fan. I'm like, <laughs> I have a is. fan. It's so crazy. Anytime <laughs> says they're a fan of mine, I'm like, that word is so crazy. <laughs> Number one fan. <laughs> um, so as a fan, I see that like, 
I guess I'm a weird fan too, like overall with any genre, any music, because a lot of times people are like, oh, what's your favorite type of music? It's this, this, and this. And they list like their top three genres or something or their top three artists, bands, whatever it is. And I kind of, I don't know, I have this eclectic music taste of literally, honestly, any type of sound. And it's because I'm like, wow, that really gets the body moving or like it, it releases something primitive in me that I'm like, wow, we really, it's a way to create community together so that's why i'm like this elevated idea of music maybe i'm just not reaching that for what people's like tastes and like what they acquire all of that but deep down i'm like wow i like and appreciate like so many different types of sounds and music so that's what makes you a great interviewer because when you like so many things like for example i can relate to you you can find anything from corn to <laughs> Japanese smooth jazz on yeah. <laughs> and like bluegrass. Like you can find a lot of things on if you go to my like my liked music and just scroll and be like, OK, random. Didn't think this would be on here. <laughs> um, metal, punk, like everything. Yeah. I and when I think are you someone who really likes lyrics? Yeah. So then it really doesn't matter because to me, I'm the same way. I love lyricism. So it doesn't matter what something sounds like is if the delivery is if it's delivered in a certain way. Very true. Very true. I feel like this is a therapy session for me, like <laughs> thinking about myself and I'm like, wow, you are so right. This is explaining years of not just. <laughs> um, so I love that. That's a good byproduct of this. Um, I'll but... see if your insurance covers this. <laughs> So going back to me being like, okay, as a fan, right, um, in my perspective, I don't necessarily look to you because you're R&B soul or like because you're rock or because you're this or even like you do spoken word and like poetry. It's all of the above, right? Mm -hmm. Tana Marie is the genre and I am (gasps) listening because it's from Tana, right? So that's so cool. by the way. Like that (laughs) is genuinely me. Um, So everything that you put out, I'm like, wow just genius genius every single time and I'm like and this sounds so cheesy but I'm like I did not think she could outdo herself she did it again and it's just like leveling up every time wait till you hear the new stuff I have then I have been so excited about the new stuff that I have that's dropping um the stuff that just dropped uh home is like the newest newest but uh escape I wrote two a year and a half ago. Like, so the stuff that I'm writing right now, the stuff that I'm about to release right now, I'm playing guitar on some of it. Like I have really like, I'm having so much fun again, like with the things that I'm doing. And it's, it's exciting. As if you're a fan, like the fan that you say you are, I was like, just get it. You're going to be like, oh, my God, there's more. I just like I want to be like those commercials with with that. It's like, wait, there's more. Like, yeah, the infomercials. Like I, and I don't make a song like when I'm thinking about something, I don't go, oh, I hope this is better than the last stuff. I really just make something in that moment. And if I like it, I like it. And I write. So if I showed you the amount of voice memos I have from just like me sitting in the house or in the car and like wow, song ideas yeah. and like poems like it's ridiculous it's and ridiculous honestly like two percent of it <laughs> I feel like because it's yeah. all in there and it's like when you have time to record yeah or, like, I might give you guys out. a sneak peek tonight uh Ooh. on um one of my songs that who told you it's one of my favorite things I've worked on I'll give you a little sneak peek of that later. (laughs) So stay tuned. If my producer's listening to this, shh, (laughs) noise, I'm sorry, shh. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'm excited for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think I'm such the fan that I say I am because I've had the pleasure of seeing you live. And that's when I was hooked. Right. And I guess I don't know how people encounter like different types of music. Right. Maybe it's through a friend. Maybe yeah. it's just something that's popular, whatever. Maybe through like a soundtrack and a movie. Like that's how I find a lot of music that I like. Um, but being there live just this charismatic presence that I'm like oh my like jaw dropping to the ground I'm Thank not you. even like ah. Oh. Just, oh, my God. No it's words. one of my no favorite words. places to be. So thank you for seeing that, because when I'm on stage, it's really hard to explain. I feel the most myself on stage. You know how most people, they go up on stage, they've said like, oh, this is my alter ego. Oh, yeah. I'm the opposite. This person that's outside of the stage is kind of feels like my alter ego. And on stage, that person who has who zero Fs to give and just like is fearless and raw and confident and just that is truly me. And somehow when I'm off the stage now, it's better now. I am very much still that person now. But um, when I'm off the stage, it almost feels like I feel more like naked. When I'm on stage and I get to be in my comfort level, I feel seen. I feel powerful. I feel like like I can talk to people through my music and the things that I'm feeling. And then when I get off stage, it's like this kind of shy, awkward person comes back. And it's crazy because like for most people, it's the opposite. And I don't know how to explain it. I'll work on it with my therapist. I just saw her today. So <laughs> I'll remember to bring that up to her. <laughs> like, what does this mean? Mental notes. You're like, you yeah, know what? Mental- <laughs> Good topic for next Therapy. Time. We need that. <laughs> well, I love that. That's you really coming into yourself that you're like, wow, this is something that Maybe I don't want to put more words in your mouth, too. So you'd be like, I did not say that but, <laughs> um, with the squinting and everything. But where you really feel your true calling. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, what was your journey into music and becoming an artist? Um, I've, I've loved music my whole life. Uh, my mom was a singer. I didn't sing a lot around her, though, because she was great. And I was not when I was younger, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> just starting. And I was really intimidated. Um And it wasn't until I went to Virginia to get my cosmetology license. I worked under my aunt and um, a friend out there who's also he's he's an amazing rapper. I mean, he's been on Sway. He's he's doing huge stuff right now, touring stuff. But like uh, Kane, he me and him were just talking music. He asked me to be on his album. I featured and I did my first show with him, which, by the way, I bombed horrible because it was a live band I've never had to sing with a live band at that time and so like anyone who knows and does music knows that like it is completely different when you have a live band behind you especially if you don't have ears like you can't hear it was horrible I cried that night and told him I was so sorry he's like Tana it's good it's one show and um this competition came out in Virginia and it was uh like kind of like a Fredericksburg Idol, their thing. Like it was like the, their little town idol thing. Um, and it was country idol first. And I don't really sing country, but I was like, oh, I like some country songs. And I auditioned in the mall and made it to like the fifth place or whatever. And then they did Fredericksburg Idol, which was all genres. And I was like, oh, well, they're like, they called me and they're like, you need to audition for this one because like you can do with the all genre one. And I ended up winning that one, even though I didn't want to do it. I just kept thinking like, just try it. From there, I was like, I started doing some beer festivals and stuff and wine festivals there. Um, I won like a recording contract, but I moved back before I was able to do anything with it. And when I moved back, my whole life was about my ex-husband and kind of like his stuff. And then I had a baby and 
and we got divorced um we split and that like broke me in a way that I I had never been broken before and I've been through a lot so like that was just really hard and I kind of just was like what do I like to do outside of being a mom and like who I thought I was like my whole life was about my ex-husband so like when I started figuring out what I like to do it always came back to music and I just went to an open mic and from there I like when I I can't be dramatic with this I went to two open mics first was at campfire um at rebar and Mm -hmm met some amazing people, and then went to the jam. Kind of just took the mic. Beverly Chills to this day is like, I'll never forget you just taking the mic. And he's like, who is this? And and I took the mic, and they're like, oh, my God. And then I sang, and then they're like, can you feature next week? And I was like, sure. And then it was just boom, boom, boom. Like I started kind of performing everywhere. And I was like, how is this happening? Like, what is even happening? And like, it was so quick and so fast. And then I recorded and then I recorded during the pandemic when everything shut down. That was like the first time I ever recorded my songs. Um, uh, so it was crazy. And then from there, it just went. And I've been blessed that people support my music and what I do, because there's days where I'm like, there's so many better artists than me. But like, at the same time, I know I'm there. I do have a way of crafting words that I think is beyond me. Like that's something I was blessed with that I would be it would be rude of me to ignore that God gave me a gift that like does help people feel the things that I've felt and like connect. I've really had people stop me and be like, yo, like I connected with so much with the words on that. And maybe it means something different to them, but like, I truly feel like my purpose in this life is to help others. And part of that is through music. I don't know the other parts, but yeah, that was a long winded way of telling you (laughs) how I got into music. No, I'm just like absorbing everything. I'm like, (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, Going back real quick to how you said, yeah, you know, like it's spectrum, right? Um, There, there may be artists who are better than you. And I need to say there are definitely artists that are, you know, not as good as you and honestly really terrible one in the room right here no I'm just, but, um, uh-uh, no self-deprecation no. okay my, my therapist told me no. today we don't self-deprecate that is my way of therapy actually no comedic relief me too but, humor is my yeah. thing dark humor especially yes. yes but no I really love that entire story because music has always been something in your life it's been important it's been you know this foundation and now throughout over the years you know all these different experiences that you've had some good some bad it really has been something that's tethered you to your purpose right and maybe you didn't know that's a great way to put that thank you (laughs) maybe you didn't know at the time that you know music would be your calling but you knew that it was something with you throughout the way so I I knew music was the only thing that was going to keep me alive I was very suicidal at the time. Um, Just I love my son, but like nothing was worth like I was just I felt like a failure in so many ways. And people don't talk about how when a marriage fails or a relationship, you feel like a failure. And I struggle really hard with failing. And it's funny because I see it in my six year old and have to remind him like, now failing is the first attempt in learning like that's what it stands for fail is first attempt in learning. And like I saw that somewhere (laughs) and I was like, I'm taking that and I'm running with it. Now I will fail. I will purposely fail because then I find something in that failure. But I used to be so afraid of failing. And like there's still a portion of me that is. But when it comes to my music, I don't care about making mistakes. Maybe one person only likes that song. I've learned something from that song that I made. So like I'm very fearless when it comes to my music. I'll do anything and try it. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun about it, though. I think so. <laughs> I think that is twist. really fun. There's, yeah. yeah. Adding your spice and you're like, like let's see. <laughs> I'm jumping out without a parachute when I do music. Like, it's just like, <laughs> let's do this. And so, okay, again, I did a lot of research. So, <laughs> but something that I personally, like throughout my collegiate career, my professional career, like all the things that I do at UNLV, um, I, I don't want to make this about me so I can cut it out, whatever. But just for context no, for make you. make this about you too. You're, you matter. <laughs> oh my God. Do I? Do I? <laughs> um, so I actually had the privilege of teaching for a couple semesters first year seminar students. So those are freshmen coming in, either transfer students or maybe it's their first time in college period. And I themed my class around revisiting your inner child because I think that a lot of times, uh, especially like in this college space, right? It's that in between. It's like, for a traditional student at least, yeah. but, um, you know, being an adult and being like, oh, oh damn, like now I have to pay bills, bills or like I have to do like adulting, whatever that can be. Right. And maybe you're all on your own or maybe, you know, it's just this new environment with different people that you've never like been surrounded with before, just that whole transitional space. So I themed the class around, you know, revisiting who you were and who you want to be. Right. And kindling connection with that, that inner version of you. And in previous interviews that I've stalked, I've seen that you have that theme as well. And even you talking about your son, like the whole failure thing. I saw that you made a song for children, right? Yeah, failure is yeah. learning. Oh my gosh. She did her homework, y'all. She's a real one. <laughs> I'm in education. We got to keep it real here. But yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about that one. Yes. So Big Head Bob. David Bradley is the author, a good friend of mine. Shout out to you, David. Uh, Big Head Bob is, I'm part of the Bob Squad, me and my son. We're, we're uh, little hummingbirds in the last book they just released, which is so sweet. But um, he, t he told me about this. We met and we talked about like my goals and he told me about like the things he was doing, Big Head Bob. And um, he's like, hey, I want to do a video. I did one with another artist and I love your music. Can we do a video or like make a song about this? And um I got together with a good friend of mine um, and we he produced the beat for me and we I wrote the song Failure is Learning because I'm like I wanted something that like was still like anyone would want to listen to it because as parents yeah. sometimes you get tired of hearing certain songs and I was like okay would a parent <laughs> be like oh my god turn that off you know what I mean like, the like baby, the baby yes you know what I mean <laughs> so I was like I wanted something where like parents would be okay with listening to it but kids would also like catch on to it. And uh, the theme was like learning failure is learning. And I'm like, OK, like, let's let's run with that. Like, it, it's OK to be afraid to like fall and like do all the things, but like getting through it. So that was really like a really special thing for me because it it was my son is so special to me. So it was like an ode to him, but also just kids in general. And uh, that was like one of the coolest things I've done, like knowing that like. I have worked with an author and who is a Crystal Award, Las Vegas Crystal Book Award winning author. That's pretty dope. Shout out to David. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really, really cool. But yeah, that's that that song um, in that video is like the cutest thing ever. And I'm super proud of it. Uh, I could talk to you about this forever because I just love like hummingbirds specifically mean a lot to me. And I love all birds, all animals, really, even like a roach on the ground. I relate to it the most. But, you know, you cannot kill me. Ones. Yeah, not the flying ones. But yeah, I'm like indestructible, you know. <laughs> so something that I want to do like eventually and maybe this is like a way this is a stepping stone like this show. Yeah. Could be a way into that. 
But, you know, I'm okay being on stage. I, I've done a lot of things like in front of different crowds and it could be like professional environments or not so professional, whatever. And I feel not at home, but I feel like it's natural within me. And then that's why pre-show I was like, oh my God, I feel so nervous about this because it's like, <laughs> it's intimate. And I think that I'm just it's easier for me to look into a crowd and not really see one face and just see yeah. a lot of strangers. Yep. And I'm like, oh, they don't, I don't really like care what they think of me because I don't know them like that, you know? Yeah. But then here I'm like, oh, like I care what you think. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but um, all of that to say that I want to do spoken word, right? And you talking about like this theme of failure, something that I actually just submitted, not spoken word related, but it is like, just like verbiage and like all this stuff um submitted it yesterday I think and it said something to the effect of without learning to fail we fail to learn kind of thing yeah. and I don't know if that's been said like it's probably out there and it's like quotes on the wall or something yeah. but that came to me and it makes sense in the whole piece but I just 100% believe that and I think as as young children we should be taught that I think people do their best, too, when they're not afraid of failing. When I first did poet, started writing poetry, I was like, I'm not a poet. It took my poet friends to be like, till I had a poem, like, literally published. And they're like, you're a poet. Stop saying you're not a poet. And I'm like, okay. And then my first ever in-person slam contest, I went as a joke against my ex-boyfriend at the time, too. So it was pretty funny. And won. And I was like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, I just won. I was like, what? <laughs> it was so wild. And because um, I'm like, I'm just I'm just a singer. Like, I, the, who happens to be good at words with words, you know? And uh, when I did that, I was like, I'm, I'm a whole poet out here. <laughs> you are, though. You are. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think I just don't like labels, you know, because I'm also queer. And like, as a bisexual person, I guess pansy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I hate labels. I'm like, why yeah. do we have to label things? Why can't we just exist yeah. and be who we need to be? Like, why does the world need to see? Like, what are you? Like, wear it on your sleeve. Like, people are like, well, why don't you have um, like a pride flag in your bio or this? I was like, I do it on TikTok, but not like on Instagram and stuff. I'm like, because to me, it's really none of your business. Like, are, yeah. unless we're talking, like, yeah. <laughs> why do you want to know? Do you want to hang out with me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you want to get to know me? But like. I just don't like labels. I know labels are important to some people, but for me, they're not really that important. Yeah. And they can be changed at any time. It's like, what's the point of a label when, like, we're we're not boxes of pasta, you know what I mean? Like, we can oh, change. Not. No. <laughs> as much as I love pasta, yeah. like, I'm a carb girl, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, we're not, like, some shelf-stable food that stays the same we we change we grow we evolve like there's no point in labeling something because what you are today you may not be tomorrow you may not be a week from now so I don't want to label myself anything because what if I'm not yeah I hate if you can't tell I hate being constrained <laughs> like don't don't put me in one thing like I am so many things I'm more than just my music I'm more I'm just like I'm a human experiencing life just like everybody else I'm not perfect and that's what makes me pretty dope. It does. It really does. And I've had similar conversations with different people, um, with family members, with friends, whoever. Um, like when people ask, I'm like, oh, I guess I could say that I'm pan, right? And I'm like, eh, well, well. and I kind of do that to like fit into their box for yeah. their world to like their mind to wrap around something and understand it. Yeah. But really to me, I'm like, I don't. I don't really care. It's yeah. just a label. It's just another form of a box that you're like, I don't need that. So I had someone, they're like, well, are you really by your pan? I've only seen you with men. Like, and I'm like, 
to you like I'm not a, like like you know what I mean like I know I, you're keeping tabs yeah like, I know you know what I'm saying I was like it's just I don't know I guess I'm like you know some people if they feel comfortable knowing if you're a certain type of person or way I guess because it helps them but like for me I'm like look whatever helps you but I'm not labeling myself yeah. I'm barely human. You know what I mean? Like, I'm <laughs> so there's days I'm just like, you know what? Beam me up, Scotty. I feel like I'm more alien than human these days. But And I think that's a perfect segue, though, um, because you are a Vegas native, right? And earlier yep. we talked about, like, the, those um, word association words, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vegas was one of them, and then you say Golden Knights. Yeah. So I know the story, but if you want to talk a little bit about it. Um, so my song being played at the Golden yeah. Knights, yeah, Gumbo, uh, that was so that was unbeknownst to me. And honestly, it was I'm really sad because it was before like they used to like invite the artist to the game so they could um, see it there live. And I was I didn't get to do that. So Mark Chinook, if you're out there and you're listening, <laughs> I have new music and I would love <laughs> I would love to do it again. You know, just shameless plug. Um but it was so it was so cool to have. And there's been so many of my artist friends who've had that opportunity too. So what they're doing for local artists is amazing. It's so nice because local artists don't get enough love out here. It's really hard when you are in a tourism place and they care more about the people who are making the millions in stadiums. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, So it's really hard. But um, being from Vegas, like the Golden Knights, too, like that was our first team that was like from here, raised here. Same with the Aces. I'm such a huge Aces fan. Been to so many games. Love them to death. Um, I will sing the national anthem at both of those one day. Yeah, you will. <laughs> at the Aces game and the Golden Knights game. It will happen. Um, I've done it for UNLV yeah. at the baseball games and basketball games. That's been really dope. But um, And UFC. That was really fun. But I'm manifesting that that'll happen. That's it. You're going to have to tap in with me at Tana Marie Sings on all platforms. Thank you for listening to Rebel Radio with Malika Bella. Lyrics, locals, love on the Rebel HD 2.